bit of a journey through different places in Shas. We begin with, uh, I guess we have to start with a Rashi in this week's parish. It's not on the page. We have in the beginning of Vayakel, Loi Sevaru Eish Bechomish Vesechem. The Pasuk says you cannot kindle a fire. Bechomish Vesechem, wherever you live, Biyoyma Shabbos, in the day of Shabbos. Which that Pasuk has many meanings. You know, the Chsam Sofer once said, you know what it means? It refers to Abalabos that a whole week is busy. Comes Shabbos, he has some time on his hands. So comes Shabbos, he's able to daven a little longer. He's able to stir the fire within his heart and with his soul. So the pastor says, no, don't wait to Shabbos to stir the fire. The pastor says, Loi sevaru eish. don't wait Shabbos. Don't wait till it's Shabbos till you start warming yourself up and davening. No, it should be every single day. That's what the Chsam Sefer said. The Shalos said it refers to the Friday afternoon, things can get hot in, in, in the house, in the kitchen. Did the wife prepare everything for Shabbos? Did the husband take out the garbage? On Shabbos, when people aren't working, everyone's sitting together. When people sit together, you know, you talk and you can fight. During the week, everyone's busy. So the Pasuk says, make sure you don't kindle any fires, the fire of Machlekes. The fire of Machlekes. Anyhow, but the literal meaning of the Pasuk is you cannot kindle a fire. And the question is that we know there's 39 malachas you can't do on Shabbos. It says in Pasha's Yisrael, by the Aseris Adibris, Loisasa, you can't do Komalacha, you can't do Malacha. What's considered a Malacha? So we learn out from what the Yidin did in the Mishkan, uh, which is also learned from this week's Pasha and from last week's Pasha, where the Torah puts together juxtaposes the mitzvah of building the Mishkan next to keeping Shabbos to teach us that as great as the mitzvah of building the Mishkan is, it doesn't push off Shabbos, which teaches me that whatever they did in the Mishkan cannot be done on Shabbos. And uh, we know all 39 malachas were done in the Mishkan, and since the Torah says you can't do that on Shabbos, so that teaches me that those are the forbidden labors. The forbidden malachas on Shabbos is what happened in the Mishkan. And the Torah does not uh, specify anything specific except for loy sevaru esh, don't burn a fire. There's a couple others carrying get specified. Also in this week's parasha, when Moshe told the Yidin, don't donate any more for the Mishkan, the Gemara in Shabbos says it was Shabbos, and Moshe was telling the Yidin, don't bring any um, money or valuables from your tent, which is a Rishus Hayachid, don't bring it to me, because I'm a Rishus Harabim. Because that's what Moshe was telling them, don't carry. Well, why was he a because where Moshe sat, all the Yidin were gathering around to be there. That's where everybody was. There were 600,000 people near Moshe. It was the Rishus Harabim. So the Gemara in Shabbos says that Moshe warned the Yidin specifically about carrying. So carrying gets a mention. Tchumin gets a mention in Parshas B'Shalach. Al a person can't walk too far on Shabbos. But then you have loy savaru esh, don't kindle a fire. So the Gemara wants to know why was fire specified? I know they kindled a fire in the Mishkan, so I would know anyways that since it was done in the Mishkan, it can't be done on Shabbos. Why did the Pesach have to specify it? So we have, so Rashi quotes, Rashi quotes, I didn't get it on the paper, but Rashi quotes in today's Chumash, a well-known machloikis tanoim, 
And this Machlekes comes up in the Gemara in many places, in many Masechtas, in Yevamas, in Sanhedrin, in Shabbos. There's two opinions, Rab Nosen and Rab Yaisi. Rabbi Yaisi says the Pasuk is coming to tell you that lighting a fire is more lenient than anything else. Other malachas on Shabbos, if you do it on purpose, you can get stoned. If you're warned with witnesses, you get skiller. If, you were, if there were no witnesses, no warning, but it was deliberate, you get karas. If it was an accident, you bring a carbon chatas. But when it comes to kindling a fire, says Rabbi Yaisi, the Torah wants to tell you it's just a regular Avera. It's like wearing shatnas. It's like eating treif. It just carries malchus. It's the most lenient out of all the malachas. That's Rabbi Yaisi's opinion. The reason the Torah spoke about kindling a fire, that it's only a lav, it's just a loisase. It doesn't carry any of the stringencies of the malachas of Shabbos. Rabbi Nosen, on the other hand, says no. Rabbi Nosen says, the apostles teaching me like this. You know, if somebody on a Shabbos would deliberately do many, okay, well, let, let's say it like this. If somebody eats chaylev, the forbidden fats of an animal, accidentally, you didn't know what it was, you ate it, and later you found that, oh, yeah, 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 I thought that was some good schmaltz. It turns out it's treif. Chaylev is worse than, than pig. Chaylev carries chorus if it's done deliberately, and therefore, if it's done mistakenly, you have to bring a carbon chatas. That's, that's the rule, that's the law. If somebody eats a kezayis of chaylev, and then they eat another one, and then another one, I don't know, over a few weeks, they had this huge thing of schmaltz in the fridge, they had no idea it was chaylev, they end up eating 50 kezayisim. So do they have to bring 50 karbonas? So it depends. If sometime between eating one kezayis and another, he realized, oh, yeah, yeah, what I ate was chaylev, but then he forgot again and did it again, the idea, that knowledge, divides between the different actions and you have to bring a chatas for each one. But whatever's done under one mistake, under one um, helm it's called, under one uh, ignorance, it's all considered one avera. Okay? But let's say someone in his fridge has chayl of forbidden fats, he has blood, and he, you know, and under one ignorance he ate the chayl he drank the blood, you know, he thought he was eating kosher of food, you know, and later he thought the blood was tomato juice, and the, and the chaylev was, and later he found that, ay, 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 what did I do? He has to bring two karbonas, because it's two different sins. It's two different sins. So the shaylev, when it comes to Shabbos, there's one loisase, loisase komalochu, you can't work on Shabbos, okay? So if somebody on Shabbos does a few different malachas by mistake, yeah, and he didn't know that you can't, uh, you can't write. He didn't know you can't build. He didn't know you can't plow. And he does all of them. And afterwards, like, oh, yeah, yeah, someone tells him, by the way, you can't do any of these things on Shabbos. So how many mistakes did he make? On the one hand, he made three mistakes. He didn't know, you know, he didn't realize there was an issue in writing, in building and plowing. On the other hand, it was the same loisasa that he did three times under the, you know, it was... So how do you judge this case? So the Gemara Masech the Shabbos has a whole discussion about this, but comes Rab Nosen and says like this, you would have thought that you only bring one chatos. It's like eating chaylev three times. If someone has a whole package of chaylev in the fridge and he thinks it's kosher, and he eats it once, twice again, all under the same 
mistake. It's considered one sin. So so too on Shabbos, because it's only one there's only one prohibition. Yeah, it turned out that he violated because he didn't know about the writing and about the building, but ultimately it was the same Avera again and again. You would think you're only chai of one chatos. Says Rab that's why the Torah says, Lois of you can't kindle a fire. To teach you that each malacha on its own, each malacha on its own is chayev. So it's called Havara Lechalak Yatsis. The Torah spoke about kindling to be mechalak, to differentiate between each of the malachas, to say that each one's a standalone act. And if somebody woke up on Shabbos morning, you know, they knew it was Shabbos, but they didn't, you know, they. In school, they only learned about three or four of the malachas, not the other 35. And he has a really bad day, and he breaks 15 malachas, all, you know, all by mistake. And six hours later, someone says, what have you been doing for the last six hours? You broke this. He has to bring 15 different chatois. Says Rab, Rab Nosen, that's why it says in this week's parasha, you can't kindle a fire. The Torah wanted to separate one malacha to say, you know, just like if you're over this one by itself, you bring a chatos, so to each one. That's the well-known debate. Did the Torah say you can't kindle a fire? Lelaviotsis, like Rabbi Yossi, that it's only a loisase, or it's a, to teach you actually a chumra, a severity, that each malacha on its own is a standalone, is independent, and carries its own punishment as far as bringing a carbon. Fine, that's, and Rashi quotes this debate. Okay. So, um, bam, bam, bam. Let's start, let's start with number three for a second. There's a Gemara in Psochen that speaks about the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. This is very important. The Gemara there was, we're coming to Pesach, so we throw it in. But it's a big piece of the puzzle that we're going to see. Rabbi Akiva says, the Torah says, Ach bayoyim harishin, on the first day you have to destroy chametz from your house. It's a pasuk in Parshas boy. It sounds like the first day of Pesach, you've got to get rid of your chametz. Says Rabbi Akiva, no, it means the day before. It can't mean on Pesach. Why? Because Rabbi Akiva says, Tashbisu is through burning. How are you going to burn on the first day of Pesach? You're not allowed to burn. And he says, burning is an av malach. It's one of the 39 big malachas. You can't do it on Pesach. You can't break, but therefore it must be the day before. So on number three, the Gemara there says, Rava says, ah, you know what Rabbi Akiva holds about the debate of Rabbi Nassim and Rabbi Yossi? The debate that Rashi quotes in today's Chumash? It must be, says Rava, Rabbi Akiva holds like Rabbi Nassim, that it's L'chalak. Why? Look at Taisus. The Taisus comes and says, what's Rava's, where did Rava see in Rabbi Akiva's words that he sides with the opinion of Rabbi Nassim? Toysis gives two pshatim. Number three, l'chalak yotzis, midukari av malacha. Rava's inference is from the fact that Rabbi Kiva said burning is an av malacha. How could you do it on the first day of Pesach? You're calling it an av malacha. That's a title that you only give to, you know, the, the, it's a very serious title. Rabbi Kiva didn't have to use those words. It must be he holds that burning is very serious, as serious as the rest, and therefore he can't fit with Rabbi Yossi, who holds that burning is the least strict of everything else. Va'oid Oymer Riva, comes Riva and says a clincher. The Riva is one of the first of the Bali Taisus. He was a student of Rashi. We mentioned he had a big yeshiva in Germany. Va'oid Oymer Riva, the Riva says, and this is a, a bomber, Delaman de Omar Lalav if you hold like Rabbi Yossi, that burning is just a lav, it's not really one of the 39 malachas. 
it's much lower, it's more, it's more lenient. Then there's Bechlal, not an issue on Yomtev. Kivan the ain't shame malacha. Let's not call the malacha. In other words, like this: the Torah says, if you do malacha on Shabbos, you get killed. Mechalel moisumus. If you break Shabbos, if you do malacha on Shabbos, kol oisah by malacha yumas. If you do malacha on Shabbos, you die. According to Rabbi Yosi, kindling a fire, you don't die, so it can't be a malacha. It's not called a malacha because it says kol oisah by malacha. If you do malacha, you die. So by simple deduction, if Rabbi Yossi holds that for kindling a fire you don't die, it's not called a malacha. Ah, when it comes to Yom Tov, the Torah says you can't do malacha, then it doesn't include kindling a fire. So says the revive, Rabbi Kiva holds like Rabbi Yossi, you could burn the chametz on the first day of Pesach. What's the problem? Make a fire, there's no problem. There's no problem on Yom Tov. Minat Torah, there's no problem to burn a fire. So that's incredible. That means if you pass him like Rabbi Yossi, then kindling a fire is not even a, it's not it's not a malacha. The Torah said you can't do it on Shabbos, but it's not part of the, it's not considered a malacha. It's not a labor. It's not, and therefore it's not forbidden on Yom Tov. And fascinating. What, then what about Yom Kippur? There's a a, a beautiful tshuva of the Shagasarya where he really rips apart this one line of the Rivoi, he tosses like a pancake this way and that way until he uh, disagrees with him. L'choyre, based on this, on Yom Kippur as well, on Yom Kippur, the Torah says you can't do malacha, right? It's only by Shabbos where it says you can't kindle a fire. So on Yom Kippur, you're allowed to burn a fire on Yom Kippur? Accordingly. Accordingly, you should be able to burn a fire on Yom Kippur. And... Uh, the Rebbe, there is a famous story. Oh, that's if someone's dying. That's a right. woman's dying. No, no, no. According to this, no, I mean, I told you you could. It's, it's not, it's not a zelasur. According to the Riva, burning a fire is not a, is not a malacha. Because Rabbi Yossi says burning a fire on Shabbos doesn't carry skila. You don't die. It's just a, it's just a, a, a lav ba'alma, iser ba'alma. Don't do it on Shabbos. But it's not one of the 39 malachas because every malacha carries misser. So therefore, Yom Tov will be permitted, and so Ton Yom Kippur will be permitted. And the Shagasai is a big problem with this, and therefore, ultimately... Ah, oh, so very good. So, two contemporaries of the Shagasai, we always have, we have to throw in a Shagasai, right? We have two of his contemporaries, Rabbi Yechezka Landau, the Noide Behuda, and Rabbi Pinchas Baal Hafla, the, both of them taina that, no, even according to the Riva, you wouldn't be able to kindle a fire in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is different than Yom Tov. Because Yom Kippur is called Shabbos. It's called Shabbos, Shabbos, and Parshas Emmer. So when it says in today's Chumash, you can't kindle a fire beyond my Shabbos, that's Yom Kippur's, Yom Kippur is Shabbos. Yom Kippur is Shabbos. So they tie that... Uh, if it's not one of the long first then what makes up the... That line, that no, 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 it is, no, 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 it, it is, no, it's one of the 39, it's one of the 39, but it's not, it's different than the other 38 malachas. In other words, it's not, it, it does make up one of the 39, right, it, it's one of the 39, but it's, uh, it's different than the other 38, I should have said it's different than the other 38 malachas. It's not really called a malacha, in real definition. So the, the Shagasariya feels, according to the Riva, it would be, it could be okay on Yom Kippur biblically. So what's the Shagasari's problem really? That Yom Kippur. What, he had. Well, you have to. He has. Okay, he has lots of. He Shana? has lots of riots that it could be that Yom Kippur is a problem. But why can't Rosh Hashanah? Why is it not outrageous on Rosh Hashanah? According to the Riva, 
Rabbi Yossi holds you can make a fire on Rosh Hashanah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. No, but yeah, no, 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 it's not. No, he has. He quotes Gemara that seem to indicate that Yom Kippur is an issue. No, but why is he only outraged about Yom Kippur? Because there's no Gemara that tell you that Rosh Hashanah is a problem. Only Yom Kippur. When the Shagas Arya deals with the sugya, he's not looking at the reasons behind the halachas. He's going to go through every single place in Shas and squeeze out. You know, what do you see from here? What do you see from there? And whatever conclusion you reach because of that. You know, you can't look into your gut and think what makes sense or not. You have it's it's all about the words of the Amir Rahim and that's it. Anyhow. So but what was it about Yom Kippur that he found? I could show it to you. Yeah, it's a whole uh, But like we mentioned, the Noid Yehuda and the Balaflor both say that Yom Kippur's anyway is called Shabbos. Fine, Al Kaponim, Al Kaponim. We see that Rabbi Akiva sides together with the uh, Rabnosan that burning a fire is like all the other 38 malachas, and the reason the Torah separated is to teach you each one carries its own punishment. Now, with this we're going to go on an incredible journey, hopefully it won't take too long. We begin with number one. This is Mamash going to be absolutely fascinating, I hope. Number one, We have to go to a story in the Chumash and Parshas Shlach. There was a fellow known as the Makoshish, the Makoshish is a Jew who broke one of the early Shabbosim that the Yidin had when they were in the desert. And ultimately the Makoshish was killed. Moshe put him in a jail cell to find out what he's supposed to do with him. And then God told him, you kill him. So Amr Av what did the Makoshish do? He carried four Amas in the Rabim. He poshed carried. That was the whole thing. He picked something up. He walked four amas, or six amas, and he... Yep, he was warned, exactly, yep. The Masnisa Tana, because the Pasuk says that they found him. The Pasuk says they found the guy being Makoshish, which means there were two witnesses there, they warned him everything. The Masnisa Tana, we learned in a Taisefta, Toilashava, he uprooted something from the ground. Rav Achab, Rav Yankov, Amr Ma'amr Hava. Ma'amr is if someone takes stalks and he piles them up. Piles bundles is also. So what difference does it make? What, you know, whatever happened, happened thousands of years ago. What are you arguing about? Says the Gemara, look at the Rav. Big difference. You have to know what Rav said. Rav, the great Rav, originally was a secretary for his uncle, Rabchia. Rabchia was Rav's uncle, both from his father's side and his mother's side. This is the Rav with the 99 fa- Yeah, 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 the same Rav. All the same Rav. Exactly. They all died from Ayn Hara. Rav's mother was a half-sibling of Rabchia, and Rav's father was a half-sibling of Rabchia as well. Rav's parents weren't related, but both of them were half-siblings of Rabchia, and Rav was Rabchia's secretary for a number of years, and Rav was once going through Rabchia's, uh, the, you know, old, uh, old uh, manuscripts. manuscripts, and he found, he found the Metziah. Rav said, Motsasi, I found Megillah Storm. I found a hidden scroll, an old manuscript, Beit Rabchi in the house of Rabchi. The cause of Bonnet said the following, Isi ben Yehuda Oimer, there was a Tana called Isi ben Yehuda, Ovis Molochus, Arboim Chosarachas, there are 39 Ovis Molochus, skip the brackets, Ve'einer Chayev Ela Achas, but you're only Chayev on one of them. Frek the Gemara, what? Achas v'suloi, only one, that doesn't make sense. Vatnan. We have a Mishnah. 
earlier in Masechta Shabbos, Avas Malachas are Abraham Charachas have thirty-nine. Bon, the Gemara asks Minyana Lomeli, why tell me the amount? Because the Mishnah earlier says there are thirty-nine Malachas, and then it lists all thirty-nine. So the Gemara asks, I can do the counting myself. You don't have to give, give me the number thirty-nine. And Rabbi Yechon came and said, is to teach you that each malacha is counted by itself the way we discussed before. Shimasan kulam behelam echad. If you did all 39 under one mistake, in other words, you didn't know, you, <laughs> you forgot everything, right? And, you, and you, your imamish blew it that Shabbos. You're chayev the chatos on each one. So then how could Isi ben Yehuda say you're only chayev one? Says the Gemara, you've got to change it around. And this is, this is the, mo- the important part. Ema, I'll tell you what Isi meant was Isi said there are 39 malachas, and on all of them you get stoned except for one, except for one, except for one. Which one he doesn't know? Which one he doesn't know? You have to skip the bracket. Well, the brackets earlier was in the way the Gemara first understood. Right, exactly, exactly. That's the, exactly. There's a whole debate. You put the brackets in or not. Well, if you put it in, you can't say what you just said. Well, you would just change it. We would say we would change it. We would say it could be that the brackets got in there because that was the initial understanding. But the understanding now is Isi ben Yehuda is not is talking about you do malachas on purpose. Each one carries a death penalty, except for one. Which one he didn't say. So therefore, the Gemara says, ah, that's why it's relevant to know what the Makoshish did because the Makoshish was killed. So Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda is saying, I know one of the 39 you don't get killed. And there's a big question, which one? But if you carry four Amos, you for sure chayev, because that's what happened with the Mekoshish. The Masnissin that says he uprooted from the ground, he holds toilish chayev. If you uproot your chayev. Rav Acher Bar-Yankiv, who said he was piling grains, pshitalei dema'amr chayev. Mar Savar, this one holds Ha Mis Loy Misapka, that at least this Malach is not part of the question. Or Mar Savar, the other ones hold Ha Mis, this at least Loy Misapka is not part of the question. So that's why it's relevant. Exactly. Well, uh, each one holds one. You know, Rav Yehuda holds it's the carrying, the Taisefta holds it's the plucking. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, the other, let's say, take Rav Yehuda for a second. Carrying is for sure Chayev. But the other 38, there's a big question mark. Somewhere there, there's something that doesn't carry the death penalty. We don't know what. So comes the Chavis Yoyer. The Chavis Yoyer, Rabbi Yoyer Chaim Bachrach, one of the, the greatest minds 300 years ago, a little over already. He was born in, in, the, in 1638, passes away around 1702. So he's a, a while back in Germany. And uh, Mamash, a brilliant mind, and he asked a very simple question. What's the whole mystery with Isi? Isi ben Yehuda says there's one malacha that we don't know if you're chayev. You know which one it is? It's kindling a fire, no? Doesn't Isi ben Yehuda subscribe to the view of Rabbi Yaisi? Rabbi Yaisi says the reason that kindling was written in today's Chumash is, to, is a leniency. All the other malachas carry a death penalty. Kindling a fire is only Mal- is only Malchus. Well, then why would he say Matzosik Megillus? So the vort of Megillus Storim is before Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi wrote the Mishnayis, there was an accepted rule that uh, the Torah Shabbat Peh remains oral, can't be committed to writing, until Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi, who was Rabbi Chi's teacher, you know, did the did the monumental work of 
taking everything in, into the world of writing, so it shouldn't be forgotten. You know, he, he broke one rule of writing the oral law in order to save the oral law. Before then, though, you weren't allowed to do it, but you were allowed to write personal notes. Why would be, it can't be, you wouldn't be able to take it out publicly and give a drosha from your notes, but privately, you're allowed to write. Now, why would people write it down privately? They shouldn't forget. They shouldn't forget. So this, uh, this din of Isi ben Yehuda, it was written, it was, uh, the reason it was hidden wasn't because it was a strange opinion. For this. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So Rav was rummaging through Rabchia's... Uh, the timing works. He was before. No, was it, well, Rabchia lived through the time when Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi put together the Mishnayis. So Rabchia still had some of the old manuscripts, you know, he was, he was holding on to them, you know, the... Kisveyat, they only gain value. Why is it significant? They were trying to, those three people in this Gemara try yeah. to figure out the other 39. We don't know, but, but they this were just one. just making a point on one. What's the point of making a point on one? There's 38 other ones you have no clue on. Why are you going to make a, a stand? At least this. At least this. At least this. In what context? In what context that if a Bezin, if a Bezin sees someone breaking Shabbos, they can't kill him unless it's one of these three. <laughs> So you're solving, you know what I mean? You're not trying to solve the 38 no. to make a hole. You're no. just saying at least one, exactly. I made my stand. Exactly. In other words, it's amazing. If somebody does break Shabbos, he doesn't can't kill him. Because maybe it's one of the, it's maybe that's the one malacha that Isi says you're part of for. I'm sure there's other places where they try well, to figure well, out said, the 38. Well, well uh, uh, so the Chavis Yor wants to know what's the, what's the whole puzzle here? Isn't Isi ben Yehuda subscribing to the view of Rabbi Yossi? That kindling a fire is just uh, is just carries Malchus. That's the one. That's the one. Isn't that the one? And the truth is the Meiri, the Meiri was addition, writes in his Karmate Masechta Shabbos that Isi does hold like he says, he quotes Isi's words and he says, without telling you, Isi is referring to kindling a fire. He's tried to solve the whole puzzle. Yeah. So then, so the the Meiri says it. So that that's Mamashakasha. So why did so what's going on in the Gemara? You know, the Chavis Yors looks at it the other way. He sees from the Gemara that the Gemara wasn't able to identify, and therefore he has a kasha. Why not? Why didn't the Gemara assume it's Rabbi Yaisi? So I would tell you. What is the answer? The so oh, so the Chavis Yor goes in the whole arich. It could be according to Rabbi Yaisi. If kindling a fire doesn't carry a death penalty, then extinguishing kibbutz doesn't either. Then you have to remove two from the 39. Because kindling and extinguishing havar and kibbutz are two of the 39. If he holds that kindling the fire doesn't carry, the extinguishing as well. So then Isi can't be him, because then he would have to take off two. Yeah. And he gets on to a whole discussion and about that anyhow. There happens to be a major debate between Toysus and Rabbeinu Hananel. Toysus holds, according to Isi ben Yehuda, this one malach that you're off the hook is only from being stoned. But it still carries a carbon chatos if done by mistake. It still carries a carbon chatos if done by mistake. It's only the stoning that you're off. And by the way, the Ramban and both of his students, the Rashba and the Ra'a, and their student, the Ritva, so that whole chain of Sfardish Rishonim, all four of them go like Taisus, that it's only stoning that you're off, but Karas Yechayev. Because in order to be Chayev, a Korban Chatas, when done unintentionally, it needs to carry Karas if done intentionally. But according to Rav Yossi, if you kindle a fire, it just carries Malchus. There's no Karas, there's no Korban Chatas, 
So if you go with that approach of all those Rishonim, then uh, this Chavis Yor's Kasha is not a Kasha. Isi ben Yehuda is only, is only removing the stoning from one Malacha. But whatever Malacha it is, still carries the Chata, still carries the Chorus. According to Rabbi Yossi, kindling only carries Malchus, which is more lenient, and that's it. I'll tell you, though, that Rabbeinu Chananel, Rabbeinu Chananel, one of the first of the Rishonim, he lived in al Kairun in Tunisia, and he, he times, according to Isi ben Yehuda, whatever this mysterious Malacha is, is potter from a chattas as well. There's no stoning, no chorus, no chattas. So according to Rabbi Nechanano, the Chavis Yor's question is a good kasha. It would fit very well to say that it's referring to kindling a fire. Okay, but we move on. You'll see where we're going with this. Join me, join me in number two now. Number two is another Gemara in Shabbos, right after the Gemara in number one. The Gemara quotes a Isa. Who was the Mekoshish? Zed Slavchad, he's Slavchad. Who's Slavchad? Slavchad doesn't come up till Parshas Pinchas. In the end of the 40th year in the desert, Slavchad's daughters come to Moshe and complain. Our father died in the desert. He died becheto, he wasn't part of the Marat. He died of his own personal sin. And uh, he has no sons. Who's going to take his portion in Eretz Yisrael? By the way, we know there's a... Um, oh. Forgot the name of the Chassid that was uh, together with the Frida Kareba when the Frida Kareba was in Leningrad when the Rogachova was there. And Michal uh, Michal Dvorkin. Michal Dvorkin. He was with the Friedrich Rebbe when he was in the same city as the Rogachover, and the Friedrich Rebbe asked him to go summon the Rogachover. And he went to the Rogach, where the Rogachover was staying, knocked on the door, and he says, I'm sent here by the Friedrich Rebbe, he wants to speak with you. The Rogachover, so at that moment he wasn't home, his wife was home. His wife says, Is the Rogachover be back from davening soon? The Rogachover came back home, he heard the Friedrich Rebbe was waiting, he quickly grabbed something and he put it in his mouth and he was leaving. So his wife said, you're not going to have breakfast? The Rogachava said, the Nasi is calling. That Mordechai Tvorka said, the Rogachava said, the Nasi is calling me. He went to the Friedrich Rebbe, and as soon as he walked in, the Friedrich Rebbe threw a kasha towards the Rogachava, something about the Yerusha of the daughters of Tzlavchot. Michal Dvorkin said he understood the question. The Rogachava then fired something back. He understood that too. But that, then he said, at this point, he lost it. The Friedrich Rebbe responded back. They mamash had a back and forth, firing back and forth. Kashas Tirutsin, until the Fried, the Rogachava finally gave uh, an answer. And the Friedrich Rebbe, though, attacked the answer. And the Rogachava was silent. It ended with the Friedrich Rebbe's Kasha. And that was the end of that, uh, of that discussion. Yeah, so we don't have too many stories of the Friedrich Rebbe, you know, with his nigla. The Friedrich Rebbe once in a mimer, when he said the mimer, he threw in a beautiful explanation in Nigla. But when he wrote it up, he left it out. So the Rebbe said, I asked the Friedrich Rebbe, that was, you know, why do you leave it out? <clears throat> the Friedrich Rebbe said, it's not my Indian. I'm teaching Chesidus. So the Friedrich Rebbe very much concealed that, uh, that aspect of himself. But either way, the, the Bryce says, who is the Makoshish in Parsha Shlach? He's unidentified. He is Slavchod who comes up in Parshas Pinchas. 
it says, in Parsha Shlach, the Yidden were in the desert, and they found a man, Mekoshish. And it says in Parshish Pinchas, the daughters of Slav Chotze, we're in number two, are Vinu Meis Bamidbar. It says the, the same extra word in the desert is extra in both places. Ma'ala Halan Slavchad, Afkan Slavchad. It links to two places. That's the words of Rabbi Akiva. Omoloi Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseira, he said, Akiva! Ben Kachu, Ben Kachat, and either way you're going to be held responsible. In Kidvrecha, even if you're right, the Ebishter concealed his identity. Who are you to expose him? Hatoyde Kisasa, God concealed him. Va'ata Megala? Ve'imlav, and if you're wrong, oh boy. Atomaitzi laz al oiset tzaddik. You're speaking negatively about that tzaddik. If you're wrong, and Slavcha was a good man, how are you calling him the Makoshish? Now, right off the bat, this is so strange. The Pasuk says in Pinchas, Slavcha's daughters say that our father died becheto, he sinned. Whatever he did, he was a sinner. It's a clear pasuk in Pinchas. Oh. How could Rabbi Yehuda ben Maseret tell Rabbi Akiva, you're being made So Rashi says the laws is, he may have sinned, but to say he broke Shabbos publicly? But that, that, that Rashi doesn't help me. How could he call him a tzaddik? How could he use the word tzaddik? Okay, but... Okay, but Toysus says in Shabbos it's only the majority of people. Right, exactly, right. There are exceptions. Anyhow, so the Gemara can, and so that, 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 that's a Kasha yeah, we have to figure out on the one hand. Why and also, why, why did Rabbi Huda ben Maseira say Akiva? He's talking to him. Why did he have to say his name? So we're going to see something interesting. But look at the line underneath. The Gemara asks, wait a second. What do you mean that Rabbi Akiva was exposing? El HaGom Shava. He has Exeda Shava. And Exeda Shava is considered to be exposed. It's funny because... Yeah, the Torah... Exeda Shava is considered clear. It's often. You have to have to have the right glasses, but it's open. It's often. It's clear. That that's actually not so simple. We say in Parshas Koirach that the Nesim, the leaders of the Yidden, the Nesim of the Shvatim joined Koirach. And we learn it from Exeda Shav. It says Nesie Ho'eda in one place, and it says Nesie Kruy. We have Exeda Shav that links the Nesim to Koirach. And the Medrash Rabbah says Hashem didn't want to say it clearly. He wanted to cover up, to conceal them, to conceal their shame. So he only allowed it to be revealed through So the Chsam Soifer asks, how this Gemara fits with that Medrash, but that's besides the point. But says the Gemara, but it's Exeda Shava. Says the Gemara, Exeda Shava loy Gomar. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseyra had never heard this Exeda Shava from his teacher. You can't make up your own Exeda Shavas. And therefore, Rabbi Kiva had this tradition. Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseyra didn't. So Rabbi Tam asked, so why didn't Rabbi ben Beseyra just learn it from Rabbi Akiva? Rabbi ben Beseyra didn't hear it from his teachers. Let Rabbi Kiva be his teacher for this Indian. Rabbi Tam says a fascinating thing. There's a certain amount of Gzeda Shavas. Exactly. Rabbi Yehuda Musa already had the talent. You can't add anymore. You can't add anymore. I'll tell you, though, that the some Rishonim Taina, that when the Gemara says Gzeda Shava loy Gomar, some Rishonim say doesn't refer to Rabbi Yehuda ben Musa. It refers to Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva never learned this Gzeda Shava. He made it up on his own. Anyway, either way, so the Gemara then finishes off. What did the Tzlavcha do wrong? What's the Viyapilu? After the Miraglim 
Moshe tells the Yidin, B'Shem Hashem, that you want to stay in the desert, boy, you're going to stay here, and you're going to die here. The next morning, the Yidin are like, Chatonu, we sinned, you know, and they, they wanted to ascend the mountain, and Moshe said, don't do it, you'll be wiped out. And Slavchot was one of those that went up and was killed. Fine. So he did a sin. So why is he... All right. Fine. So we want to know why is he called the tzaddik? Why did Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseris say Akiva? You'll see something fascinating. Join me in number four. This is a well-known tesis from a sector Baba Basra, but you'll see where we're hope, you'll see where we're going with all this. The Gemara in Baba Basra says that Slavchad's daughters didn't get married until they were Afiluk uh, Tanashib, and even the youngest didn't get married less than forty years old. Slavchad's five daughters were old. The youngest one was over 40. So Nero the Rashba, what? They got married in order. Yeah. Nero the Rashba. So the Rashba says, well, how does the Gemara know that? The sovereign of the Gemara here in Babasra holds, Commandom like Rabbi Kiva, that Slavchad Haino Makoshish. When did the story of the Makoshish happen? Well, Maisa Makoshish was in the beginning of the 40 years, Miyad right after the Maisa Maraglim. The Omar ben Medrash, and Tosis here quotes this famous Medrash. The Mekoshish had good intentions. So the Yidin said, Ah, we're not going to Eretzisro. Since there's a decree, we're not going to Eretzisro from the Maisa Maraglim. So then, you know, the Yidin said, The Abishta gave us a deal. Go to Eretzisro, keep the mitzvahs. If we ain't going, no more mitzvahs. So the Mekoshish got up. Ahmad v'chilul Shabbos, the Mekoshish broke Shabbos. Kedei showing an order he should be killed. V'yirachem and others should see. So now according to Rabbi Kiva, that was Tzlafchot, which means he was killed when? In the beginning of the desert. So they were all Yitzimitzirah. And the Tzlafchot, right, exactly. And the daughters get married at the end of the 40th. V'loi Nasser, they didn't marry till the end of the 40th year, like it's clear in Parshat Pinchas. That's how the Gemara knows they were 40 years old. So wait a second, wow, according to Tosis, the Mekoshish was a big tzaddik. How many daughters? So five. So now I have another kasha. Go back to number two. What was Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira's attack on Rabbi Akiva? That, how could you say Tzlafchot was the Mekoshish? You're being mighty laz. Fakert, it's a big compliment. Fakert, according to the Medrash Tosis quote, the Mekoshish was a big stuff. It was a beautiful thing that he did. Fakir, Rabbi Kiva I'm doing him the biggest favor by identifying him as the Makoshish. Yeah, yeah, that was Moshe the whole purpose. Know. No, uh, uh, so the Moshe knew if you break Shabbos, you get killed. He didn't know which of the oh, four death penalties. Right, right. Moshe knew you get killed. So this is Kasha. I mean, this is a very simple Kasha. If if these things are supposed to fit together, then they're going to cra- clash it. I mean, you look at Rabbi Akiva. It's obvious why he was doing this. He was doing Tzlafchad the biggest favor. I mean, what's going on in Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseira? Better to say he's from the Ma'pilim. Why is that any better? He should have answered as a tzaddik. Yeah, and why, yeah, yeah, why didn't Rabbi Kivet? Yeah, okay. So look at number five. Number five is a marsha, also a well-known marsha. On that tesis, the marsha number five, I'm going to read it together. The marsha first quotes from the Targum Yonason who says the Mekoshish was a good guy, but for a different reason than Tosis. Kom Gavra, this is the Targum Yonason on the story of the Mekoshish in Parshish, number five, number five, number five. On the left, on the left. Kom Gavra, a guy got up from the house of Yosef. Omar B'Memre, and he said, Ezel, let me go, the Itloish Kissin, I will uh, uproot, detach something. 
So you see that this holds that uh, the Targum Yenison holds that the Malach he did was toilish plucking. Or Moshe Yitvan Ulf and Moshe will seek learning from, from God. Vyadun Yasi and he will judge me. Bechain Ishtamoida Knasa Lachol Beis Chula Ayansham. According to the Targum Yenison, it sounds like what the Makoshish was bothered for Moshe. The Makoshish knew that there was something Moshe didn't know. Moshe didn't know how you kill a Machal Shabbos. Do you give him Sreifa, do you Chenek, Herek, Skila? He wanted Moshe to know. Imagine the Iskashras. So, so let's Vahashto, he says, Benoisov, his Natslubas, and now you understand if Slavchod is the Makoshish, now you understand why Slavchod's daughters had a Taina. Bavur Avim, they said, you know, our father was? Our father was a wonderful fellow. Why should he lose? Exactly, for Amru. And they told Moshe, they told Moshe, you didn't know which of the four death penalties you give to Mechal Shabbos. That's what our father wanted. That you should know. Our father wanted, he broke Shabbos just so you should know. Incredible discussions. Just so it should be known or you should know. Which Misa? That's why the girls say, He died on his own sin. The Mashal learns, when it says, wow. His sin was that he wanted to die. <laughs> and then they will know which, with, Misa, with which Misa done in Machal Shabbos. So it's similar to Teisris, that it was L'Shem Shemayim, but this is a little more extreme, you know? Yeah. And everybody asks, how could Slavcha do? How did Slavcha justify? Hey, Achata be'isu Shabbos. Well, he broke Shabbos just so Moshe should. Could they lay the be'ezah misa? Which misa you give a chal Shabbos? And he asked the same thing on Tosfos. Did Slavcha want to show people Torah mitzvah is still for real? Did that give him the right to break Shabbos publicly? The Yeshloimer. So the Mashal gives his famous answer. Kivan shaloi hoyet sarech lemalachazu. That there's, there's a rule like this. There's something called malacha she'einot tzricha If someone does a malacha, but he doesn't really need it, what does that mean? There's generally three opinions in the Rishonim. Toysus holds if you do a malacha, but not for the reason that it was done in the Mishkan. You do the same mice was right. done in the Mishkan for a different purpose. Right, yeah, exactly. It's called malacha she'einot tzricha legufa. Fine. Um, the Baal Hamor, the Baal Hamor holds, you have to want the item you're doing the malacha with. So, for example, if there's a snake attacking and you trap the snake, trapping is one of the 39 malachas. But if you're trapping it so it shouldn't attack anyone, you don't want the snake. You don't want the item. You want it to be gone. You don't want it. So it's, it's called the malacha she'en esrich We'll see what the halacha is, but just to, just to, just to translate. Hold on. But, hold on. Hold on. But, well, we'll say in a second. Most, um, uh, the classical understanding is not like Tosis or like the Balamar. The, cla- the simple understanding is you're only chayf if you do a malacha if your intention is for the purpose of the malacha. For example, for exactly, digging a hole. Digging a hole on Shabbos is a problem, you know, it's, a, it's part of harisha, plowing, chayfer. You can't dig a hole. You need sand. Now, the only way to get sand is you dig a hole to get sand, right? So you dug the hole. You don't want the hole. You dug the hole. You, that was the action. The action is an act of Chilul Shabbos. You don't want it. Ain't that You don't want the hole. You just want the sand. Now, so what, what's the halacha in such a case? Whenever you have malacha, which is not needed, lugufa. So uh, 
Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehud this, this, they, they, they argue. Rabbi Yehud says it's Chayev. It's, it's Rabbi Yehud holds it's Mamash Chilul Shabbos. Rabbi Shimon says no. Rabbi Shimon says Minatoyer it's okay. It's only forbidden rabbinically. Who do we paskin like? So it's interesting. The Rambam and the Urayim paskin like Rabbi Yehud, the Machmer. It's Mamash Chayev. Most Rishonim hold like uh, Rabbi Shimon. The issue is Rabbi Yosef Cairo. Because usually Paskins like the Rambam, but Rabbi Yosef Kaira, when he wrote his Shulchan Aruch, he says, you know, the three big ones are the Rambam, the Rif, and the Rosh. Whenever they argue, I'm going to take two against one. The Rosh holds like Rabbi Shimon, that Minatoira, it's Potter. The Rambam holds like Rabbi Yehuda. What about the Rif? What does the Rif hold about this debate? There's a major debate in what the Rif holds between the Baal Hamor and the Ramban. The Balamor holds that the Rif holds like Rabbi Yehuda, his Machmer. The Ramban holds that according to the Rif, he goes like Rabbi Shimon. So what's Rabbi Yosef Kaira going to do, you know? He has the Rosh on one side, the Rambam on the other, and the Rif, there's a tug of war. So he, Which one does the Rambam follow? The Rambam is Machmer, he holds like Rabbi Yehuda. No, the Ramban himself goes like uh, Rabbi Shimon. Oh, so he just says what... The Ramban himself holds yeah, like Rabbi Shimon, and he believes the Rif holds like Rabbi Shimon as well. Right, right. So there's a big Shmachloikis... In the Achroinim, what Rabbi Yosef Kaira holds. And therefore, the Alter Rebbe says that from all the Yisudim Derabbonin on Shabbos, the most severe is Malacha She'en Atzricha It's more severe than any of the other rabbinic prohibitions. Why? Because Rabbi Yosef Kaira might hold as biblical. That's why. Because Rabbi Yosef Kaira might, because of this conundrum, he might end up holding he it's biblical. Right, exactly. Yes, yeah, these contradictions. He explain each one, but he doesn't really. Right, right, right. So, ah, so says the Marsha, ah, the Makaishish, when he did the Malacha, he didn't need the Malacha. It was for a side purpose. So, Havale Malacha, which is not Srikha we're in number five, about seven lines in, the beginning of the line, if you dig a pit, the you only need the, the earth. So says the Masha, ah, the Makoshish didn't do anything wrong. What he did biblically was okay. What he did biblically was mamash okay. So why'd they kill him? So why'd they kill him? Umiyu, who vadai, he was chayv misa bidnei adam. Why did Moshe kill him? Because no one knows what he's thinking. The witnesses that warned him didn't know that he did al dazu. No one knew that he had this in mind. These are he had this he had it in mind. That's not what anyone saw. The donin based on the testimony. The the that Tosis quotes that we just saw that Slavchad is Makoshish and Beseder. And he, he just says the same thing in Tosis. That it was a malacha which was not srichalugufa. So Makoshish was a good man. He didn't do anything wrong, but only he knew that. How do we know? How do we know it now? The medrash says that they had, they had a tradition. Yeah, Hold on. So there's a major kasha though on this. Mar- oh, what, by the way, the Bardichever famously in the Kedushas Levi gives the exact same explanation as the Marsha on his own, and everybody asks everybody asks the following kasha. Moshe didn't know what to do with him, right? He didn't know which of the four deaths. He had to wait for God. So why didn't Hashem tell him? Yeah. He's off the hook. He's off the hook. He's off the hook. Yeah, he knows he needed to, Moshe needed to hear from Hashem which of the four death penalties. So I, Hashem is the one who told him you give him skila. Hashem has to say he's potter. Everybody asked this. Rabbi Chanan Vasaman asked this. And Rabbi Yosef Engel asked this in number six. 
by the way, the Chidor as well, the Chidor in one of his forum asks this, and the Chidor says, the Chidor gives him a fascinating shot. The Chidor says, Moshe knew if someone breaks Shabbos, he gets stoned. You know why he locked up the Mekoshish? Moshe didn't know what to do with the Mekoshish, because he knew that the Mekoshish meant L'Shem Shemayim. The Chidor knew, the Chidor says that Moshe's suffolk of what to do with the Mekoshish was based on knowing he meant L'Shem Shemayim. That's fast, but the Yosef Engel is a different shot. Then he was told to kill him? Oh, so the, the Chidor explains why, Taka. Because, <clears throat> because ultimately, was it was Vodim Shebelev, ultimately it was Vodim Shebelev, and uh, you know, the Edim warned him and he didn't desist. The, the Chidor explains the reason why he was killed because Moshe knew he met in L'Shem Shemayim, and Moshe thought maybe I shouldn't touch him. But uh, ultimately, because the Edim warned him to stop breaking Shabbos and he didn't desist, so then that's it, that's it. The uh, Chayv okay, missed for that. But he's supposed to, to acknowledge that I know this and, and I'm doing it anyways. He, yeah, he did. Well, he did whatever is necessary, he did. He did. I mean, listen, he was killed. So look at Yosef Engel in number six. This is in his base HaOitz. It was a little encyclopedia he started to write. It's, his, it's, his, it, it's an encyclopedia that he takes topics that start with the letter Aleph and he just writes all of his Chidushim and everything. He didn't get very far, only to the letter base. But it's it. a very thick safer. Oh, wow. And he writes, because of Sham, he quotes Armarsha, Dulafizeh was not an Avera, because it's a Malacha that wasn't needed for itself. Gav, and then he throws in the brackets, everyone holds you can't do a Malacha Shain Srikhla Gufa rabbinically. But Im Kolzeh, nonetheless, for a Drabonon, Kaimalon, we hold, Oymin Laodum Chatekidesh By a you could tell a person sin a small sin that someone else could gain. So then the Mekoshish would be justified to do a Drabonon in order that other people should gain. Fine. Masha Enken, if it was an Isra Doir if it was Mamash breaking Shabbos, he wouldn't lawyer, he wouldn't be allowed Lachtoy Because by Doir we don't say sin for someone else to gain. Kain Daiti to add on the words of the Marshozal. Or Ulai maybe the Masha himself means it within his words. The Gam Yeshloim in the days of Moshe Loigozuradain, it could be that the times of Moshe, the rabbis didn't forbade Malach Chentrik Lagufa. The Divi Hamabit, the Mabit holds there was no Xeris while Moshe and Yeshua were alive. The Mabit was on the, the Bezim with Yosef Kaira. The Mabit believes the whole 40 years in the desert and in the times of Yeshua, there was no rabbinic Judaism. I mean, Moshe made a few takonas. But there was no, yeah, there was no, there was no Yisudim to Rabbanon. It all started later. It all started later. Um, many of them much later by the Anshik Nesagdeila. But at least in the times of Moshe Yeshua, there was nothing. So that's just a bracket. But so he's Einzot Sars Lars Klau Ukumuvin. So you know. So the first of all, so then that's hinting to Rashi. What was Rabbi Yehuda Ben Beseir's attack on Rabbi Akiva when Rabbi Akiva? A link that Slavchad and the Mekoshi was a wonderful man. He meant L'Shem Shemaim, and in truth, he did nothing wrong. So Rabbi Kiva, when he says that Slavchad was the Mekoshish, he did, he's doing him a favor. Why was Rabbi Mekoshi screaming? And then he continues, Elo Dekosha, but then he asked Arkash, according to the Masha, Im came Adu and Nisk, why was he Takastoned? Hashem should have told Moshe, Veloi Nemer Lo Moshe, why wasn't it told to Moshe in a prophecy that he's Potter? And Adrab instead, Nemer Lo Hashem told Moshe, Misasa Beskila. The famous Kasha. Why, if the Abish is getting involved anyways, he should tell Moshe that Tlafchot's off the hook. The Mekoshish is off the hook. The new release seems to me, the Kivon Dechil Shabbos Be'edim, since he broke Shabbos with Edim, V'neschayiv Misal Piyadin, 
Alkain or Afilo Hoyanamisha, even if Moshe had been told that based on Tlafchot's thought, wouldn't be Potter, you can't pass Kanshilas based on heavenly knowledge. All the the Dayan only has what he sees, the Adim only has what they see. See what I wrote before. Exactly. So Hashem, even if the Abish would have told Moshe what Tlafchot was thinking, it wouldn't have made any difference as far as as far as the court case. I have a hard name of Moshe. So why did they misasa He says Moshe wasn't asking. Moshe was just asking the Abish to what's the punishment. He wasn't asking the Abish to tell me behind the scenes what was going on in his mind. Rakt Moshe Shal Chil Shabbos gets with this penalty. Valzes Hashem had to answer the truth. He says Moshe asked the Abish had nothing to do with this guy over here. What's the deal if someone breaks Shabbos? Hashem had to say the Emes, on Shaskila. Masha Enkin, Lamel, for Hashem to say your potter based on what he was thinking, that wouldn't help because Loi Bashemayim he. Fine. He wouldn't be allowed to listen. Yeah, exactly. Moshe himself wouldn't be able, yeah, he can. Eimashkichim Babaskal, exactly. So, where does this all take us? Here, here's the big thing. Here's the big thing. So, we're saying that the Makoshish, Slavchod, not Slavchod, whoever he was, he did. He had major l'shem shemaim niskaven, and not just that. His act wasn't really an avay. It was ainet srichelugufa. He was killed anyways, but he was really mamish a gavaldiga guy. So here's the issue, though. So first of all, we asked, what was Rabbi Huda ben Beseri's attack on Rabbi Akiva? But let me ask you something else. How many malachas did the makoshish do? Only one. They only did one. What was it that the baby only did one? Isi ben Yehuda said that there's, there's out of all the malachas, there's one that you're not chayiv misa for. So wasn't the Makoshish taking a chance? The Makoshish was going to be breaking Shabbos with a chance that he wouldn't get killed and he would stop be breaking Shabbos for no reason. Whether you take Tosis or the Targum Yonason, the Makoshish's plan was to do malacha and get killed for it. But there's a 1 in 39 chance that he's going to get the malacha. First Russian roulette. Lechari <laughs> is taking a gamble. Everybody knows Based that. on Isi ben Yehuda, well, we don't know that they didn't. I mean, that we know it, so you know, let's assume they knew it then. If there was one malacha that he wouldn't get killed for, so when the Makoshish broke Shambas, why wasn't he afraid that he might be doing it for no purpose? Because this might be punk the malach, he won't get killed. Just like a <coughs> oh, oh, exactly. Oh. So according to Rabbi Yossi, it's not a problem. Because Rabbi Yossi holds that kindling a fire, why did Hashem separate kindling a fire? Only it's one. only Malchus, right? And according to the Me'iri, and like the Chavisyar asks, that could be the malacha that Isi was referring to. So if you hold like Rabbi Yossi, there really is no mystery of Isi ben Yehuda, like, like the Meiri says. The, 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 you don't get killed for uh, kindling a fire, but the other 38 you do. So therefore the Makoshish had no problem. But if you hold like Rab Nossin, that kindling a fire is like everything else, it's just coming to divide between each malacha in its own world, and you bring karbonas for each malacha. So then how did the Makoshish know that he wouldn't be punked Stumbling on the malach, you don't get killed for it. Maybe back then they all know. Oh, so that's why Rabbi Yehuda ben Beseir is a kash on Rabbi Akiva, and he says, Akiva! Because what does Rabbi Akiva hold in the debate of Rabbi Nosan and Rabbi Yossi? We saw in number three, Rabbi Akiva holds that kindling of fire, he holds like Rabbi Nosan. 
that all 39 malachas are equal, right? That's why he says on the first day of Pesach, you can't burn your chametz. Burning is mamash equal to any other malacha, which means according to Rabbi Akiva, <coughs> with, when Isi ben Yehuda says one of the malachas is younger killed, you don't know which one. Right. So Rabbi Yehuda ben Musayra tells Rabbi Akiva, Akiva, he says his name, that you're a problem unto yourself. Akiva, you can't say this. Since you elsewhere hold that kindling of fire is equal to all other malachas, so then the makoshish can't be l'shem shemayim. It doesn't make sense because maybe he would be stumbling on the wrong malacha. So, so then the whole shem shemayim doesn't apply. That's why Behuda ben Maseir told Rabbi Akiva that our kasha was Rabbi Akiva is doing him the biggest favor. Says Rabbi Maseir, can't be. It can't be. According to you, it can't be that he did a l'shem shemayim. Because Slavchad wouldn't have known. If you hold like Rabbi Yossi, you could say that he knew, because the one you don't get is kindling a fire. But Rabbi Kiva, you don't hold that. So according to Isi ben Yehuda, Suffolk reigns on every single of the 39 malachas. So how could the Makosh bin L'shem Shemayim? He would have been breaking Shabbos possibly for no reason. Oh, so what's Taka Rabbi Kiva's response? Rabbi Kiva's response is number seven. Number seven. The Gemara in Shabbos says, How do you know that you're chayev? The Gemara there is discussing it. Carrying four Amis in the street, it wasn't done in the Mishkan. There's no Pasuk that says you can't do it. I mean, who said, why can't you do it on Shabbat? We know you can't, but why can't you? So the Gemara says, call Dalad Amis, all four Amis Shusarabim, Gemara Gemirila, it's a tradition. Hashem told Moshe and Har Sinai, beside, you know, there's 39 malachas, and I have a, fl- fl- a news flash that no one would have expected. You can't pick up something in the street and carry four amas and put it down. Now, I'll try and make this quick. This, qu- is, with, this is even if there is an Eruv? No, 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 when there's no Eruv, when there's no Eruv, when it's a real Rosh Hashanah, when an Eruv wouldn't help you. According to, there's a well-known Baal Hamor, we already mentioned him a few times today. The Baal Hamor famously says, you know why the Abisha says you can't carry four Amis in the street? When you're in the street, the four Amis around you are considered your domain. So if you pick up something, right, it's considered like it's inside a Rosh Hashanah, a private domain. And when you carry it for Amos and place it down, it's like you carry it from a private domain to a public domain. So the Bala Morris says every time you carry for Amos in the street, it's analogous in some degree to carrying from inside to outside. The Rambam, they say, has to hold it. The Rambam also says carrying for Amos in the street is like carrying from one domain to another. The Rambam also gives the reason. By the Rambam has to, because the Rambam elsewhere holds that any din which is halach Sinai never carries a punishment. He writes in his Pirish HaMishnayis, anything which is halach Sinai carries no punishment. But according, we saw in number one, Rav Yehuda Mashmul says the Mekoshish was killed for carrying four Amos. And you see in number seven that carrying four Amos is a tradition for Moshe. So therefore the Rambam learns is that Hashem told Moshe carrying four Amos is like carrying from inside to outside. And that's why you're able to get killed. So they say the Rambam holds like the Balamor as well. <coughs> but we know Rashi disagrees. This is not in the sheet. Rashi disagrees. Where's the Rashi? Come with me to a Rashi in Masech Sukkah. 
It's Sukkot, it's Shabbos, we don't carry the Lulav and Esrik. Why not? There's a mitzvah in Atayra. You know, if you're living, let's say it's the first day Yom Tov, or when you're in Yerushalayim, because we're worried, you're going to pick up the Lulav and Esrik, you're going to forget how to shake, you're going to forget the bracha, you're going to carry it. What are you going to do? You might carry it for Amos in the Rishus HaRabim and break Shabbos. So to safeguard Shabbos, we remove the mitzvah. Every Rishon asks, wait a second, where's the Lulav and Esrik? It's in your house. If you're going to take it to the rabbi, then before you violate carrying four armors in the street, you're going to violate taking from inside to outside. Why do we say the concern is four armors in the street? The concern is you carry it, to the, you'll carry it from indoors to outdoors. So Rashi, Rashi himself from Masech Tosukah asked the question. And Rashi answers, by my mom is towards the end, Rashi answers that in order to be high for carrying, three things have to happen. You've got to pick it up, transfer, and to place it down. And when you pick it up, you have to pick it up with the intention to transfer. If you pick it up without the intention to transfer, you're off the hook. Says Rashi, this guy picked up the Lulav and Esrik to bench. Then he decided to carry it outside. Says Rashi, you can't pin him. Even if he carries outside, he won't be higher for the Hoytzah of carrying from inside to outside. Because when he lifted up the item, which is called the Akira, it was not with the intention to do a Malacha. So Taisus asked on Rashi, so then how could he be high for carrying four Amas in the street either? To carry four Amas in the street, you also need to pick it up, carry, put it down. But if he picked it up in the house without the intention to carry, just to shake the Lulav, even if he carries it to the rabbi's house, he can't pin him on the four Amas in the street either. Because he never picked it up with the intent to carry. That's Tyson's question. So the answer to this is, the answer to this is, and this, that Rashi holds that carrying four Amas in the street is different than all the other 39 Malachas. All the other 39 Malachas we learn from the Mishkan, right? Like in this week's parsha, Build the Mishkan, don't do it on Shabbos. Whatever was done in the Mishkan, you can't do on Shabbos. In the Mishkan, they did Malachas Machshevis. They did um, premeditated acts thoughtful acts, which is, that's, that's the source of many of the loopholes on Shabbos. That's in fact why Rab Shimon holds if the Malacha was not Tzricha Lugufa because it's not in the category of Malachas Machshevitz, which is a deliberate Malacha, a thought out, a calculated, an important Malacha. Oh. But say, Rashi's going to say, carrying four armors in the street is not from the Mishkan. Yeah. It was, a, I, we saw number seven, God told Moshe Har Sinai, so therefore it doesn't have to be Malachas Machshevus. Oh, therefore like this. When it comes to carrying, in order to be chayev, you have to pick up the item in order to transfer. You know why? Because if you picked it up stamazoi and then you transferred, it's lacking in the calculated labor. It's lacking in Malachas Machshevus. So Rashi will say that's an issue only for carrying from inside to outside. So therefore, on Sukkot, you're going to pick up the Lulav and Esrik in order to bench, and then you carry outside, you won't be held chayev, because the yeah. first part of the Malacha wasn't calculated. You picked it up not to carry, it was just to, to shake it, and then you realize you forgot how to make the bracha. But the carrying the fourth street doesn't need that prerequisite of pre-calculated labor. It's not learned from the Mishkan. Oh, <coughs> so once you know that, it's fast. Which means Rashi, did, the Balamor holds carrying the street is an offshoot of carrying from inside to outside. Rashi holds different. Oh, it's very simple. So now, according to Rashi, the carrying in the street, which Hashem told Moshe on Harsinai, is much more severe than all the other Malachas. 
It's much more severe than all the other malachas. It doesn't have the loophole of calculated labor. That's why Rabbi Akiva will say, you know, Rabbi Akiva says, yeah, I hold that kindling is equal to everything else. Which means when Isi ben Yehuda said one malacha yapater, how are you going to know which one? I'll tell you, carrying you for sure chayev. Because that's more serious than anything else. So Rabbi Akiva is going to hold, back in number one, like Shmuel, that the Mekoshish carried four amas. Out of all the 39 malachas, carrying four amas is more serious than the rest, because it was told to Moshe and Sinai. It's different, it's more serious than everything else. So Rabbi Akiva will say to Rabbi Huda ben Beseira, yeah, I don't know which malacha you're off the hook, but I know one thing. Carrying is more severe than That's the rest. Oh, so, so according to the coin, it's a fascinating thing. That means according to Rashi, when it comes to carrying four amas, the leniency of, malachas, of let's say, malacha, shein, and srich, lugufa doesn't apply. Since it's not learned from the Mishkan, it doesn't have to be pre-calculated labor. It doesn't have to be srich, lugufa. Which means when the Mekoshish carried four amas, he was takachayv. He was takachayv, even in the eyes of God. Yeah, That's why Hashem told Moshe he has to get killed. Okay, did, did, did the Mekoshish, though, didn't know that. Yeah, I'm saying, the did Mekoshish. he have to know the Gemiri? What? Did Salafon have to know the Halacha Moshe Mishiach? Well, let's yeah, assume, yeah. Well, well, listen, according to Shmuel, Mekoshish Davka picked that. And Rabbi Kiva, will, and this is Rabbi Kiva's way of getting out of it. So in other words, like this. Everyone knew that carrying four amas is more severe than the rest. It's not from the Mishkan. There was a distinct, explicit teaching from Hashem to Moshe. They knew it was different and therefore more severe. And therefore not under the question of Isi ben Yehuda's mysterious malach that you're off the hook. But what the Makoshish didn't know is that it's so severe, you're chayiv, even though, ain't at Tzrich But then, that, that, if he didn't know that... The Makoshish was the shame Shemaim Niskaven, but Bechet the pastor can say, according to the Marsha, according to the Marsha, it's very problematic. Tzlovcha did nothing wrong. We killed him because we had to. But Be'emes, he did nothing wrong in the eyes of God. How could it say in Parshish Pinchas, he died with his sin? But according to this, what did he, According he to this, know. he made a mistake. He knew that carrying four Amos is more severe than everything else. That's why he knew that he's not taking a gamble. He's for sure going to get the death penalty. Isi ben Yehuda's question mark was on everything else. This year for sure going to get the death penalty. What he didn't know is that for the same reason that it's so serious, it doesn't have the leniency that a malacha shein at tzrich l'guf is part of. He wasn't trying to get the leniency. No, 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 he was. The mashah says, how could Slavchot break Shabbos just because he had good intentions? It must be he wasn't really breaking Shabbos because he didn't what need he the malacha. No, 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 no. So, no, we explained. Marshall, what was he trying to do? He, was get killed, but he, wasn't he knew Shabbos. he would get killed because people would but think he he's breaking Shabbos, Shabbos, but he ah, knew but that in truth be, he wasn't. Really but uh, in Parshat Pinchas it says, Bechet Mace. <clears throat> so what happens if... So see, uh, um, Can I just ask you, what happens... But according to this, anyway, this, uh, anyway, this is the... If you learn this whole... This is a... Oh, I have to say, this is the whole thing I once heard from my father. Part of this I gave over by my Bar Mitzvah Drosha. Because my bar mitzvah was in Parshas Vayakel, so I gave. You can imagine the oilum was. Uh, <laughs> so, but what? How do we? Uh, how do no. So this answers. This answers. The biggest kasha was. Rabbi Yudah Maseir tells. He, he tells Rabbi Akiva, "You're being mighty lazy on but no, he's not. He's doing him a big favor. But now you understand what Maseir's kasha. 
No, according to you, Akiva, he can't be L'shem Shemaim. He's taking a gamble. The answer is no gamble. The answer is no gamble because this is the most serious. Once you go down that path, you can also explain, ah, once it's more serious than the rest, you can also say it doesn't have the leniency of Malechus Machsheves to say that if it's not Srich Lugufa, you're exempt. And you're going to say you're Chayev. And that's why the Abishtah came and told Moshe he deserves to be killed. Like Rabbi Yosef Engel asks, like everybody asks, yeah. wow. Hashem should have said the truth. The answer is he did. Hitaka needed to die. I was Hashem Shemaim. He didn't know that, ma, that, that carrying four Amos doesn't have the exemption of Ein Lagufa. So and that's why in Pashas Pinchas, Hitaka says, Bechet Can I ask you this? So instead of Etrog and Lulav, which is, Anyhow, personal, this is the, which is a personal mitzvah. Yeah. You have the mitzvah to use. But what about if you carry a sefer? Because there was a need to take a sefer from the house of the rabbi to the synagogue, or from your house to the house of the rabbi, whichever way. On what Shabbos? About? On Shabbos, of course not. You say no one should ever learn because you might take it to. There are some people, Taka, very careful not to learn on Shabbos. They might carry the sefer <laughs> to the rav. <laughs> Um, no, no, the, no, reason, the reason is, for whatever reason, there the, was no... So the answer would be, when you have a specific obligation on that day, there's an urgency. You know, Lul Esrig, if you forget something, you, you, you have an urgency. You know, I need to get to the rabbi quick. Um, you know, you say, if someone's learning a Gemara, I need to get to the rabbi quick because I don't understand this Gemara. Such a true. person who feels such an urgency probably won't carry it outside. But Lul Esrig, everyone needs... To, to do no, it, no, then if, 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 if an ignorant person doesn't know how to make the bracha, he gets very nervous, you know, well, what am I going to do? Imagine uh, at the time of, uh, you know, after a pogrom or something in a yeah. small village, and, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it's Shabbos, you need, you need to have a safer, you need to be able to have a minion. There's no carrot. The answer is no. <laughs> well, that's the question. You can't do it. This is I think he's asking you shouldn't learn because maybe you'll No, no, no. No, no. What I'm asking is how do you He's asking you'll have to take a safe. No, no, I'm asking no no wait a minute, wait a minute. So now you have but now you have a situation where you have the people gathering to have a minion but you have no safer. So still no. Somebody will say it by heart. This is the whole. This is talking. You know, there's about a whole shaila. There's a whole. Toysus discusses about uh, can you get a goy to carry the sefer Torah? But then the goy is not allowed. To yeah, yeah, but you're doing. You're, you're doing exactly. Can you get a goy to carry through? Let's say. If it's not a real Rishus Harabim outside, if it's what we call a Carmelis. Right, it's a Shvus du Shvus, right. So Toysus Bemis, Toysus is Machner. Toysus is quite extreme. Toysus holds, you can't, you can't get a guy to do a Drabonon for a regular Mitzvah, only for Mitzvahs Miller. But we don't pass him like Toysus. We pass him that you can get for any Mitzvah, you can get a guy to do a Drabonon. So if a person faints in front of you, also wait a second. It's only alive. It's only alive. Suppose I make a case that a sefer Torah is alive and is alive individual. What's the point? The point is you are allowed to you are allowed to carry a person who who passes out in front of you. You have to you lift them up and you're carrying him inside or something. Who said you're allowed to carry? Well, to okay. carry it on Shabbos? The person is, a person is in danger. Uh, da- of the lo- that's what I'm oh. talking about. A person oh, who fainted. Oh, 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 so there's sure. another okay. video, you know, when you're, when you're on it. 
a story by I mean, if we're not talking about carrying yeah. a baby. The safer Torah was lying in the street. Last night. There's yeah. definitely yeah. a big Indian to move it. That's even better. I didn't even think of that. But you get a guy to move it. Yeah, of course you have to. You have to. You have to save it from... Uh, if there's only Yidin, what you would do is you would make a chain. One guy passes to another, passes oh, to another. Oh, that's a good point, yeah. 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 How, how did the Bukhashi So what's this whole thing with the That's the it. Bottom line about what are there's got to be a beautiful Sikha. So, so there's a Sikha. The 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 by the way, the Rebbe has a Sikha discussing part of it. Now ought to be such a Kanai. Don't, t- don't throw your life away to teach so, anybody. So, no, 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 no one asked that. The Masha is not how he allowed himself suicide. to die. The suicide how could he break Shabbos just for this? And if he yeah, answers, he didn't break Shabbos because it was Einat Okay, but what are you letting yourself die? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make suicide. sense. Suicide. against everything That's we, we have talked about. Yeah, just like suicide. By According police. to Tysus's measure, should make sense. Yeah. There was a national this catastrophe was about to transpire. Yeah. The guards. So, yeah. so national the national catastrophe about to transpire. There was no other way but to have somebody kill themselves to desperate time to call for desperate measures. It's hard to. He has it's an funny answer. because mo- he, he, no one really asked that question. First of all, we discussed that according to many, someone's allowed to take their own life for tshuva. Yeah, but this guy's not doing tshuva for himself. He's he's forget. He's bringing the whole world to tshuva. <laughs> So it's not a mitzvah that happened, huh? We spoke about that. He's not killing himself. It's no, but you're talking about Ra- like, uh, somebody like yeah. Rabbi Akiva. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's worse than, than the story of Reb uh, Meir and the, what do you call it? Took his life? No, the whole oh, shit. Reb Meir, the modern. Newman, Newman, Newman. That what? That what? The booby trap shit. I missed that one, yeah. He caused the wife to get killed. The mayor, I the doctor for shaman. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Even though among, amongst those, amongst, amongst those that allow suicide for tshuva, there are those that say it's only okay if the sin the person did carries a death penalty. Then, but there are some that say even if the sin that one did didn't carry the death penalty, they can still take their own life for tshuva. Even though it's not warranted. No, but if you could take your life for a small avera that you did, for sure, to bring the whole Jewish people, there's no bigger mitzvah than that. That's a mitzvah, no though. You're saying, you're, you're saying this is a mitzvah. There was no the other category. way to teach the Jews but to have one guy kill himself. No, I'm sure they have it. No, he got up, he patched, he made a drosha. Everyone should keep terrible mitzvahs. They threw rotten tomatoes at him. So he said, all right, I guess I have to make a bigger statement. Very hard to accept. That's not our way. Mm-hmm. Shem wants us to yeah. live. You give him the Jewish people to live. So you're saying maybe that's why it says right. I mean, Clearly, there's, it says No, but the Masha, this Masha here is trying to completely exonerate him. Yes. And saying he did nothing wrong. It was For only sure. that. <clears throat> he did nothing it wrong. It was only a slip up <clears throat> in the end. That so I that, no, you should, you, you should ask on the Masha, Masha, why are you getting caught up in how he broke Shabbos? There's a bigger issue, how he allowed himself to no, die. No, because according to the Masha, he didn't know about that way. He thought Hashem would say, No, 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 that, that, no, no, that's not with the Masha. Sure. No, 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 no. Sure no. Why? Fakir, no, no the then there'll be no purpose of what he did. No, he, he wanted to die. He so expected he to, to die. die. So if he wanted so to die, why why does Masha exonerating him? Exactly. You know, you should ask, why is Masha getting caught up with how, was, how did he justify the breaking Shabbos? How did he justify the suicide? And the answer oh. is, this is a proof to all those shit. Just if you have a good reason to do suicide. We should have brought it into that year. We should have brought this as a proof. 
We haven't yet had a we full didn't. shear on suicide, but you had like some place can say that even if someone did an Avera, which doesn't warrant a death penalty, yeah, they could take they their could life. Take and that, ah, the answer is because it's warranted. So for sure, to bring all the Yidden back to Yiddishkeit, there's no greater mitzvah than, than, than being Mazaka the Rabbim. So why would his daughter say he's Taka Sinner, according to the Marshal? That's that's that's, that, that was the question we asked at the end. Because if you didn't have you can do suicide. So to be Mazaki Yidden, you can also do suicide. I think it's a Kalvachomer. I'm saying you're, you're your own title. Yeah, yeah. Well, you have a problem with that. <laughs> no, I'm just saying it. Uh, I, I, I think it's logical. You could, you now, those, hold on, those shit to start. I don't think it's logical. You can. You say it's only if you personally you have uh, something you have to fix. Yeah. But it's but not, not your life. You don't have the right. He didn't have anything it's, to fix here. To be No, but. He's <laughs> <laughs> You're responsible for every Jew. What do you mean? You're, you're responsible for you. First, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Esther. Esther was allowed to do Gili Arai for Tachashvedish. When she went in Tachashverish willingly during the Purim story, she was doing to say willing physically, to not spiritually. No, what's greater? What's what greater? Physical death. So, so, they were going to kill. We tell a person, didn't no, we just? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Don't put down Esther. <laughs> no, no, but you can back up <laughs> on your own story. If you say not putting down Esther, I'm saying no, maybe she was able to do it because of that, not, not to save she, them of a spiritual death. To bring the multitudes of Yidin back oh, you're to saying Yiddishkeit? So, but no, not saying to bring them back. That they shouldn't suffer a physical death. I'm saying, so, so similarly, no, you that could they apply. shouldn't suffer a physical death. But in that case, it should have been, it should have been ah, 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 Okay, they're good. Could you throw that in as also? But I don't even know if you have to, you have to, you have to add that thing. You could just say that the etzim fact of getting all the Yidin to keep mitzvahs, what is a, a person? But that's the reason life. he should have been saved. The mere I have a question for you. The Friedrich Rebbe's Chassidim in Russia opened a mikveh here, a cheder, there was yeah. suicide. It was suicide. Why were they allowed to do it? No, no they can get away with it. It's suicide! Get away with it. It was direct! I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was indirect. There was some that, like Uri said, some that get away with Most got away with it. Yes, it was risky, but it was attenuated. Right? It was through steps. Here, he was walking right into a death penalty. He was doing it by Hesse. There was no way out. It's not like you have to, you're hoping I think you're allowed to do it. You're allowed to do it. I think you're allowed to do it. According to those that allow suicide for tshuva, you would be allowed to do this. If you could do it for your personal tshuva, for sure, to save Klal Yisrael and to bring all the Eden to Torah and Mitzvahs. The Arvus just took place when they went into Eretz Yisrael. Right, correct. Correct. Okay, you're right. So we can't throw an arvus. Because but here is a backwards question. If, if he's doing it to save Am Yisrael, the fact that he's doing it to save Am Yisrael is a mitzvah so great, he shouldn't have been killed. That's what the, the Chido asks. It's an Aveiru Lishma. An Aveiru Lishma. The Chidor says, should get you off the hook. Exactly. Now he says, really, if someone broke Shabbos and had, and had a, a good reason, that should be enough to get him off the hook. Good but, defense, though. Yeah, but ultimately, when was the Taisus was in the end of the 1500s. I think he passed away 1654. He was killed. 1579 to 1650. Let's see. He was killed. Didn't die. 
And during Who? that time, there was a... a Tasis Yantif. No, he was thrown in jail, but he wasn't killed. I thought that... that he was jailed. Maybe I'm mixing mixing up with someone else. I think it was Tasis Yantif. He, he, uh, he was in a shul in the Norman Shabbos. When somebody comes... He spoke against the Shabbos Tzvi. No, he passed away in 1654, uh, years before. Shabbat wasn't big then. Shabbat wasn't big yet when Tzvi passed away. Maybe it was somebody else. So what's the story? Someone, what happened? He was killed by Shabbat Phoenix? So, so, yeah, he spoke against Shabbat in the show. Christ crosses the story. Who, uh, didn't know, but he, he took one of the lamps from the wall and then I never heard that story, but the Taisus Yamtov passed away before Shabbat Shalom was big. Maybe it was somebody else. I don't know. Taisus Yamtov was so spoiled from it. Of what happened, he wrote that when I die, I want to be buried in no man's land next to this guy. So he tells the story. But the Yisrael Gai Kaddish, the Holy Miser. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the story. So he tells the story at this event, wherever he was. And there's a priest who's at this event. And the priest comes to him after. He says, can you tell me the story again? He says, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell any better. My English is not so good. You're going to keep accent. Yeah, yeah. But he says, no, tell me again. And he tells him again the whole story. He comes to his hotel. He tells me, tell me the story a third time. He says, are you okay? Are you? Yeah. <laughs> so he says, this is his, your brother's story I'm telling you. I'm the gem. So he is says, it, uh, I thought that that guy was my grandfather. I didn't. I didn't. The priest. Well, how crazy. Uh, uh, what's the miser? Uh, that the miser was my grandfather. He was going to have the chair. Oh, okay. So Mr. Tommy has it. He says, no, my mother. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll track him down. Yeah. And she said that, that uh, right. I'm Jewish. I want you to know that you're the Jewish. And she told him this a story about that's a miser. That's your grandfather. And, and that's your grandfather. Wow. <laughs> so years go by. David Shachat's by the Kaisel. Priest, yeah, yeah. The guy yeah, goes yeah, over yeah, there and yeah, says, yeah. Rabbi Shachat, do you recognize yeah, me? Yeah, yeah, says, yeah. No, yeah. who are you? He's a famous Now I remember. Yeah. And he's a bar. So he says, I'm the Gollum, yeah. I'm the priest. Yeah. Yeah. And he says, I made a gear of the Kumra. I, I converted because of you know, the story I heard from my mother, but, but whatever I made sure. And he gave it, he, he went by the name, but right? The whole by reason the, was that I ever told him, tell the story, story. to go to the event. <clears throat> Don't not go. <clears throat> not tell, tell something to Chayef to go him off. Did that? Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Did note to that. That later on, uh, uh, Rabbi Shochet found out that he is uh, a yeah. of the uh, of the uh, yeah. of the, uh-huh. of the road. Yeah. His and oh, uh, and, uh, and this guy is an Anikol of. Oh, did the Rebbe tell Rabbi Shochet? Tesis Yamtiv says Ein Dershim Begugul. That's what I also read in the Safari last night. 
Really? Yeah, what does that mean? Right? He has a whole <clears throat> drasha. When one of his drashas, he says that, that you can't go and talk about the gold publicly. You're saying he wouldn't be a fan of the, the, the Shabbos afternoon shit. I'm, I'm going to read it again. I'm going to check it out. This with all due respect. He says, he says that, because he says a whole thing. Many people say this, and they bring in Gugulim. I'm going to say this. I'll be nigla. We're following the Agodism. It's impossible to say that Arizal's writings didn't come to Poland. Yeah, the Baal Shem to talk to Poland. We're, we're, we're lying on Arizal. We're not making our own... Uh, but he speaks pretty sharp about it. Don't go there. That's fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh wow, that's interesting. But that's F-O-R-D. pre pre Balshepta. Yeah, and pre, and pre the Arizal's right. teachings being I'm coming, I'm spread through Poland. Yeah. So yeah. When was the Arizal? What year? What? It has to wait earlier, fifteen seventy-two. But but his right, so and they were the writings. Places. The writings weren't allowed out there to throw. And in any ways, it came out afterwards by a student. No, no, Chaim Vital. <clears throat> One of his students, his Sroll Saduk, traveled around the world and taught. But orally, he went around Poland, but he didn't. This was before the Taisus Yamta. We, we don't know the Taisus Yamta. There's no way the Taisus Yamta could have seen that. But then he says, what, did we say Krishna? Right. Are you curious, Shmuel, like children? Um, I had to close oh, it up. Wow, wow. <laughs>